Rap it, but don't say it. Just do a rap. Those are stage instructions. Oh, sorry. All right, I'll try it again. <laughs> rap it, but don't say rap it. Just do a rap. Right. Okay. Is that, did I yeah, it's, it? good. it's good rhythm. Mm-hmm. Okay. My name is Hammer, and I'm here to say that my tar- <laughs> oh, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so easy, is it? <sighs> my name is Hammer, and I'm here to say that my cartoon is really great. Talking feet and knockoff beats, and also something not made on the cheap. Now pay me my money, or I'll destroy your bridge. Yo. Hit it. What up, world? Welcome to WatchBots. This is your master of ceremonies, Ben. I'm joined by DJ Shalen. Hello. And Fly Girl Dave. Kicking it. Hit it. Quick technical difficulties, folks. That's live demo, you know? When you record live to tape, things happen and you got to roll with it. Rolling with my homies. Ironically, this isn't a perfect recording. Huh? Uh-huh. You, get you get it? Perfect? Uh, nobody's perfect, Ben. That's right. Yeah. But before we get there, the other day, my son and I were on the couch, and he looked at me very happily, and he held something in his hand, and he went, Day, is this a real mouse or a fake mouse? And... As it turned out, he had picked up a real dead mouse oh. um, that our cat oh. had left for us as a trophy. Oh, what a treat. It wasn't dismembered, fortunately. It was still warm. Still warm. Can confirm. So then Shailen and I both freaked out, like, oh, put it down, put it down. And then he backed away and started crying and going, I'm scared, I'm scared. And... <laughs> I think that was the most exciting thing that's happened in the last six or seven weeks here. So this is where we are. I mean, do I feel proud of myself for permanently scarring him? No. But am I glad he washed his hands thoroughly mm-hmm. after picking up that dead rodent? Right. Yes. And I reiterated to him many times. And the most important part was what? And he said, I washed my hands after. <laughs> <laughs> the most important part was the scare tactic mommy used. <laughs> It was not intended to be me being afraid so much as I was completely fucking horrified. Sure. And I just yelled, put it down and wash your hands. <laughs> I think with the news, and this relates only to Massachusetts, so I don't want to be hyper local, but you know, schools and daycares are closed at least through the June. So this thing we're doing, it's extended for a while, yep. for better or for worse. I guess... You know, if if the dead mouse is the only exciting thing that's happened, I don't want to know what's in your future. Like, does it escalate from there? Like, is it a dead squirrel next, and then mm-hmm. like a dead, a dead skunk or a dead cheetah? We've done the dead squirrel thing. Yes, we had a squirrel 
climb into a trash barrel once after a rainstorm and uh it drowned in there (laughs) and you know that's a bummer yeah that was really upsetting also upsetting is that ben is such a city mouse that this stuff falls to me to clean up like the aftermath and it is disgusting every time yeah but if you need somebody to like set up some wi-fi right on behalf of the squirrel i can do that (laughs) i feel like that's a transferable skill to tell you this though ben ben is one city mouse that i wouldn't want to dismember (laughs) uh thank you you're welcome if i went out to a country mouse's home and that country mouse is living in squalor you know what i'd say eat shit (laughs) so so friendly here's some wi-fi yeah pulling out my nintendo switch playing a little (laughs) animal crossing and i'm telling that country mouse to fuck up out of here who wants you nobody wants this in this analogy i was the country mouse so thanks asshole yeah that's right what a week boy what's how about the news yes the news quarantine day 437 (laughs) i learned to appreciate a nice can of coke this week Mm. Mm, nice and cold Nice cold can of Coke with a shot of tequila and a little lime juice. It's called, a, it's called a Batanga. I felt very happy and alive drinking it. How are you, Dave? I'm good. That's all I got. It's just, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, happy Quarantine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Is there chocolate for that? Hashtag quarantine chocolate. No, it's just toilet paper and wine, I guess. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm, I tried cat food. Mm-hmm. Just to feel alive. Sure, sure. Brainstorming like tattoos. Like uh, I'll get after this is this is all over with. There you go. What What are you thinking? Maybe the Shake Shack logo. <laughs> okay. Um, will it, Will it be uh, so like nothing virus themed? No, 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 no. Okay. It's okay. it's it's like I'm committing to a tattoo. It doesn't have to be about COVID. Sure. Um. Yeah. Uh. Maybe a, a full back portrait of um large jawed actor Robert Zadar. Okay. Okay. Or uh, I would get on each bicep uh, tango, and then the other one would say cash. Okay. So that's what I've got so far. Solid I th- starts. I think Thanks. those are all all admirable ideas. Any way that you can use to pass the time during this weird, weird time, it, it's, it's open game. I tried playing a video game on the internet, like, like putting out myself playing... <laughs> I twitched a game on the internet. What a fucking good way to say it. Um, <laughs> oh, did you play a game on the internet? <laughs> I did, yeah. Yeah, so there's a game series, yeah. Assassin's Creed, where it's like this weird bombastic story where like you're a future guy and you're in like a Matrix helmet, but then you play people in the past. And I've always been interested in it, but never to like actually play it. So I thought an impetus to to play it and like fuck around on the internet. So I started a, a Twitch series called Ass Ass Ben's Creed. And <laughs> see how long that holds out. But it was interesting and nerve wracking in a way that like recording this is not. Hmm. I guess because it's live, baby. You know, your mic fails. Like you're you're fucked. You're sign language and at the camera. And I don't know sign language. I had an emergency meeting with my head of HR the other day. Mm-hmm. And after signing on to a, like a Zoom call with a video, which Jalen, how's this about Assassin's Creed? I was going to say I'm going to connect it. This this is okay. the most right. Shalen transition ever. Let's do it. Let's. let's I realized uh, five minutes into the call that I had not combed my hair in three days, had not showered in two days. What do you? What and are you I thought to at? myself, it's a really good thing that I'm not streaming this anywhere on the internet, and it's just this one person okay. seeing me. Only you could connect a fun story about video games to work. 
you were talking about how it gave you like anxiety or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and I Many felt that moment. Many things do. Oh God. My anxiety has been like it peaks and valleys this, these past few weeks. Like yeah. I'm fine. Like I don't want to talk to a lot of people anyway or interact with a lot of people. And then, you know, like, I'm like oh, I can handle this. I can do this. And then the next day I'm like, Oh my God, I, I can't believe I said that on zoom. I can't, <laughs> was I picking my nose the whole time? Jesus Christ. Did I fart when I was not on mute? Do you know what the what the worst part is? And this applies to Zoom or Skype or whatever, is when you can see yourself in the camera. I am very happy in a work setting to like, I don't want to say act the fool. Like I'm not fucking Damon Wayans or something. But, um, <laughs> you know, like I like to joke Show around. Yeah, I like to yeah. joke around at work. But then, you know, I see myself in like the little teeny window down there. And I'm like, Oh man, I look like fucking garbage. (laughs) That's when I get bummed out. You know, it's not, I feel personally like I'm managing emotions. Okay. And like most days are pretty even keel, but then I see myself wearing a sweater. I put on five minutes before the meeting. So like the, the t-shirt I've been wearing for two days isn't showing. And it's like, Oh man, my beard is like all scraggly. And you could tell, like I just swept my hair over with water four four minutes ago. Like this is just, this sucks. You're just hoping it doesn't dry out throughout the call, and you're like, "Oh God, it's going to get floppy, weird, and weird again." <laughs> like, it gets like poofy. Yeah, it's it's fucked up. Yeah. I'm very fortunate in that I put very little effort into my daily appearance at work anyway. So right now, while my coworkers are exhibiting slow decline, I look exactly the same. Sure. And so by comparison, I look awesome. So good job, me. A hashtag humble brag. No, I'm not humble us. about it. Humble brag. Mm-hmm. It's a hashtag. solid humble brag. It's a, that's a hashtag brag. Just a regular brag. Good. Yes. God. <laughs> Braggadocious brag. I uh, wore um, sweatpants today uh, during my work hours for the first time since quarantine. So I think I feel like I made it longer than most people without wearing sweatpants. Now, after yeah. work, I've worn yeah. sweatpants <laughs> all the goddamn time. Yeah, that's reasonable. I feel like if I'm putting on a pair of jeans every day, I'm doing okay. I made it like four minutes into quarantine before my sweatpants were out. Like, I don't even. We weren't even quarantined yet. <laughs> it's true. I was just like, eh, <laughs> virus is coming. You know what, though? I think speaking <laughs> of college. funny fitting pants brings us to the topic of today's show, and that is Hammerman. And some have described Hammerman, and by some I mean me, as really the platonic ideal of bizarre celebrity licensed television, right? MC Hammer, of course, the the rapper, the MC, came into prominence in I think eighty nine or ninety. So in that that period, you know, Bell Biv DeVoe and all that. Were you guys Hammerheads? We had the back to back album, sure, with MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice. Mm-hmm. My sister was, yeah, she's older, so she was she was able to get it. You sure. know, I was, sure. you know, I just like too legit to quit. That was my that was my jam. <laughs> too legit, yeah. Mm-hmm. I missed the hammer craze. Like Vanilla Ice, I remember pretty fondly, but Hammer, not so much. Oh, I mean, oddly, I remember him almost most for the Adams Family rap, which we'll yes. we'll talk about in a few minutes. Ooh, here, but, yes. Now, did yeah. you have Hammer pants, Ben? I feel like, based off the stories you've told here mm-hmm. on this podcast, I feel like your mother would have gotten you some Hammer pants. Very fashionable. I'm trying to think of a non-insulting way to say this. Um, my mom probably would not have subscribed to that culture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, my mom wouldn't let me have 
an offspring album because it had the song genocide on it so i think the idea of like basing my seven-year-old look on like rap is probably a little too far outside of comfort zone yeah fair enough i mean but hammer as he came to be known later you know this was a few years before dr dre and snoop dogg and sort of that harder kind of rap came out like hammer family friendly and he made super wholesome he didn't start that way but when can't touch this blew up like this guy was signing his name over to every possible thing you can think of Mm -hmm. you know he's been called a sellout and to me it's like brother you get that hit make that cheddar you know yeah (laughs) Yeah. he was what i would like to call business savvy or at least for a little while. For a while. I was going to say for a bit. Yeah. 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 He, he started out smart. Yeah. He was self-aware. He yes. knew that he had like a couple hits at least. You got to cash in. Hell yeah. It's one of those things, right? If someone's like, I will give you a million dollars to do X. And it's like, that's all I have to do? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like you made the hit. Jeez, cash in. You know what I mean? Like if I fell down my stairs and that went viral, I'd be selling Instagram sponsorships and stuff. Just give me the money. Yeah. You know, it'd be like as soon as this podcast gets popular and we get over a hundred listeners for an episode, right. we we're cashing out and <laughs> and we're just walking away. In order to cash out, you'd have to cash in. But yes, I understand. Like, I, it's funny that <laughs> Hammer is seen as such a sellout because, like, seriously, like all of today's culture is. And I'm going to root it back to all to the Bachelor as I do with all things. Like people go on that show. <laughs> To get their social media followers up so that they get these stupid sponsorships for like skinny tea. Yeah. And then they cash out shit. Like our whole fucking society is built on this. Yeah. And I want in. I want a piece. A man before his time. Yeah. So good. I got to tell you though, that skinny tea, it works. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have lost 35 pounds this quarantine. I weigh 80 pounds now. I read that if you take one bag a day, seven days a week for 90 days, you will lose. 35% 35% body fat. I don't understand how that could possibly work. The hashtag not FDA approved. So the business savvy of Hammer brings us to Hammer Man. And I think to put it in a nutshell, it's a cartoon adaptation that has MC Hammer in it, but it's not about MC Hammer. It's about a guy named Stanley, which is MC Hammer's real name, who is turned by magical talking shoes which he got from a man who's not his grandfather, who got them from a Motown record producer, into a sheet music-tossing hip-hop hero named Hammerman, who is not MC Hammer, in a world where MC Hammer may not actually exist. With the assistance of Gramps' granddaughter, who is not his cousin. Right. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't the, the movie The Mask based off of this? with jim carrey a guy named stanley finds an article of clothing and transforms into like a a superhero with powers or you know uhf stanley spadowski played by Mm. the non-problematic michael richards he (laughs) finds a fire hose and he becomes a tv star or the stanley the stanley kubrick uh biopic yeah uh finding stanley (laughs) uh yeah kubrick's cube (laughs) (laughs) it's just this show, and and I will say this, I, I love this. I thought that this was a fascinating watch, right? This has such a feel of slapdash, ramshackle, get this going and get it the fuck out the door. Oh, yeah. This was mm-hmm. incredible. I enjoyed every single minute of this slapdashery. It was lovely. They, so this is another deke joint. And, you know, 
it and shows. We'll talk about a lot of specifics, right? The animation style, the music and the lack thereof, the writing. But when I was doing my research, I found a fact that it just blew my mind, right? Standard TV animation, your Hanna-Barbera is your Looney Tunes, about 12 to 15 frames per second. Okay, so you get movement. You get a movement. You get a quality to it. Hammerman, with the exception of the introduction, two frames per second. <laughs> now, whether that's stylistic or they're trying to save money, I don't know. But Sometimes hey, it style both. lends itself to your bank account, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. Hammer with those smooth hips and sweet moves, uh, it works really well in a very staccato, bizarre animation style. I don't know. You, you've, you've got constraints. Work with them. Make it work. There were points watching this cartoon that I thought there was something really wrong with me. Like, I was like, am I having a seizure? This mm -hmm. looks really weird. And this explains it. And this show, this will be shocking considering the lasting nature of Hammer. Not a hit. This is a first for us, though, because, you know, most times we watch these shows and we'll find them on either legal services or we'll find them on YouTube or Dailymotion or whatever. A lot of Hammerman is lost to time. So there's one season for sure. There's at least 10 episodes. So that's what Wikipedia lists. Mm -hmm. Another site that specializes in lost media says that there were 11 episodes and maybe up to 17. But a lot of them, there's just no record of them, you know. They, have, they haven't found their way to YouTube. They may be buried on a VHS somewhere. But like... It's so weird. I just... As somebody... like in this, this is a serious thing. Like I think a lot about how we preserve media. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's my worry about... We all use iPhones. We keep pictures on them. But like, where are those? You know, they're, they're not... They're stored in the cloud. Or like, I think about this a lot with old video games. Like the idea that people were paid and a lot of, well, maybe not a lot of money went into the production of this show and it's just, it's gone. That's really, it's really brain fucky to me. Yeah. And it, it connects back to the MGM vault fire, like, which is like really upsetting yeah. where you lose like old film. And like, there are so many classic films that are just lost to time mm -hmm. and they can reconstruct it from, from certain things, but there are some things that just can't be recovered. I don't think that Hammerman is necessarily the tragedy that some things could be. Um, I'm sorry. I, but it's still weird to think about that I someone like spent you. their time creating this. I can't hear you from your ivory tower. Shaving. The high horse you're on. Yeah. I'm just saying that maybe it wasn't as beloved in its time as other media. That's well, all. I think that that's probably true. Please stop belittling us, Shailen. <laughs> I will add... I know Ben was not part of this, but I if the viewership was nine kids when mm -hmm. this aired originally, I was in a household of two of those kids who religiously watched this cartoon. We followed it all over the time changes. Mm -hmm. And the other seven of those children were on the stoop with MC Hammer at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I mean, they were on the stoop or off the green screen, as we'll talk about in a minute here. So <laughs> the episode we watched is Nobody's Perfect. And again, this is the weird lack of information. It was written by a guy named Robert Askin. If you look on the Wikipedia page, he's listed as the writer for a lot of these episodes. But if you go to IMDb, which is a source I trust a little bit more for reasons that I can't comprehend, it only lists him as writing this one episode. But regardless, this is his first gig. Okay. We think that this is his first ever professional writing credit. Was it his last? 
No, it was not. He did stuff here and there through 2001. So never like anything steady, but he wrote a couple Sonnet the Hedgehog episodes. He got into a few different things. And then he was assassinated because he was trying to tell the, the world the truth about Hammer Time. But Hammer Man. <laughs> you, you see, Hammer like, they're burning like, the, They're burning the film, man. And Hammer he, didn't like the film, the raps that he wrote, and he, he was asking too many questions, and that's the end. You know, <laughs> right? you know what I'm saying here? Ha! That's a good joke. <laughs> so a lot of the Hammer Man episodes, the air dates, nobody knows. You know, they were aired on Saturday mornings. But this one, December 7th, 1991. Pearl Harbor Hammer Day. us with some context. Pearl Harbor Day. And happy it Pearl was. Harbor Day. What were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Top movie, Pearl Harbor. 1942? <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Number 7th? Get out. I'm going to break from format a little bit. Instead of top three movies, I want to do top six, because this is a notable week. Number one, in its first week at the box office, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Ooh. The last voyage of the original Enterprise crew. Hmm. Choked up just thinking about it. I remember the Klingons having like liquid bubblegum blood that was floating around in zero gravity. They did some CGI stuff. We'll get there uh, when I get back to Star Trek. Okay. Number two, and this connects, The Addams Family, which was in its third or fourth week, and of course had the the MC Hammer rap with it. Yes. They do what they want to do. No, 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 no. This was, it wasn't just him, like he had a rap, and then a year later he had a cartoon, and then a couple years later he was featured in a movie. Mm -hmm. He did this all at once. This it's, was uh, Hammer's peak. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, it's fantastic. <laughs> and this isn't even the last part of Hammer we'll mention in this segment. There's more to come. Number three movie. The movie that brought many, many men through puberty. My girl. My cousin, who's about my age, had like a, you know, there's like those teen beat magazines and stuff. Yes. Uh-huh. He had like an Anna Klumsky biography book that he probably got at a scholastic book fair. And it was like, <laughs> even then I was like, wow, that's. First of all, that's a weird thing to exist. And second, like it's weird that you have that. <laughs> that's strange. I had a I had the the same one, same situation, but it was Dan Aykroyd um, on the cover <laughs> of my magazine, and it was all like his glamour photo shoots and stuff. Yeah, yeah, some black and white <laughs> headshots. Hmm. It's like leaning against a tree, and above him was a, a beehive, and it mm-hmm. was about to fall on Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> you can tell. There's two people in the world. There's uh, the the ones who cry when Macaulay Culkin dies sure. in My Girl, and there's the ones who crack up laughing. <laughs> I I was gonna say, the and then then there's us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's very funny. I, it, it's very it's... funny. <laughs> I I normally cry at everything. Like Ben can tell you that I cannot watch TV for more than like eight minutes without crying about something. Mm-hmm. My girl has never made me cry ever like i watch it and i'm like that's not a this is the the wrong reaction like i should but not that, be the funeral is... scene and uh, dan Aykroyd, his one of his first dramatic roles it was this in soul man but anyway like the idea that like dan Aykroyd embalmed this kid it's yeah. fucking morbid and horrible really messed up <laughs> sorry thomas J. you know dan Aykroyd had a cameo in temple of doom what yeah he was the monkey brain guy yeah no, 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 no. He was um he was the guy that uh got Indy the the plane at the very beginning after that big set piece. Okay. okay. Saw it this weekend. Um mm. this is now the Dan Aykroyd podcast. <laughs> the, I'm in. The Actcast. I'm ready. Number four movie, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. The live action. Number five, Cape Fear. Number six, and this is this is weird to me, 
in its debut week at the the box office, coming in at number six, Hook. What? That's really surprising to me. Rufio. I have a fun Hook story. (laughs) Okay. When I was growing up, our neighbors took us, so the mom and her daughter took my sister to go see one movie, and the dad and his son took me to go see another. We chose Hook. And I was really excited, like Robin Williams, Peter Pan, like the, the, the Steven Spielberg, it just all came together perfectly. Um, I was so excited. My stomach got upset and I made it about halfway through the film and it just, mm-hmm. I couldn't handle it. I threw up in my popcorn bag, but I didn't want to leave the theater. Um, I also didn't want to show the dad that I threw up. Sure. So I just sat there with a bag full of hot popcorn and vomit Worth it. Uh, in my lap for the next half of the movie. That movie's so long, by the way. It is yeah, so yeah. long. Yeah. That's a long second half of that movie. And then I just long left enough my... for vomit to get cold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I just left my bag of puke under my chair and uh, yeah. didn't talk about it again. Oh, no. There's two kinds of people in the world hook people and cutthroat island people. And then you can subdivide that into people who can handle watching hook and people who, you know, uh, regurgitate. I threw up at Cuthbert Island as well. Okay. Well, at least there's consistency there. Dave straddles that line. Yeah, yeah. And Pirates of the Caribbean also also made me vomit. Uh, Which one? Different reasons. Uh, All all of them. It's just, it's a pirate thing, I think. Okay, yeah. I I only (laughs) vomited during the second one because it sucked so much ass. Oh, man. Hot take. Take that, Bruckheimer. You piece of shit. (laughs) I really, during this this segment, I really, I, I can't wait until we discuss the Winona Ryder movie, How to Make an American Quilt. Um, just, <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't come up yet. Well, sooner or later, you know, you, you can't force these things. That was my coming of age movie. You know, if your cousins was my girl. Fair enough. Mine was mm. how to make an American quilt. Speaking of coming of age, I also looked through the JCPenney wish book for 1991. Tell me. A couple of the big highlight toys here. One, the official MC Hammer doll. Nice. So he was like. <laughs> It was ostensibly for boys, I think, but he was relegated to the Barbie section in the book. Right. Like he was with the Barbies. He was made by Mattel. There was also the Ninja Turtles Technodrome. So like oh, Krang's like yeah. the big circle cool. layer. And it, ga- like, it just gave me really fond memories. Not for that particular thing, but just those big playset toys, you know, like those things. Yeah. You don't see those as much now. I'm not sad about it. It's not carbon neutral. I just meant because we don't have that much space in our house. Another thing I saw in there, this brought back memories. Again, not because I had it. It was a WWF table and chair set. And it was a yellow plastic table, right? But then picture like kids' plastic chairs. And they're in the shape of the Ultimate Warrior in Hulk Hogan. Oh, God. So the way that they're drawn is you're sitting in like the Hulkster's lap. Yes. (laughs) Holy fuck. This was weird. (laughs) I think that my church had the Hulk Hogan chair. And also there was... um. A very similar Big Bird's chair. Yeah. Yeah. But we're talking about the Hulk Hogan chair. Which no, is I'm pretty sure that my church had the, the Hulk Hogan one in the basement. My kindergartner or preschool or something had like um, the Sesame Street chairs or mm. chairs that looked like characters, but they weren't adult men. They were not okay. shaped like adult men. Right. Who yeah, you yeah. could sit, sit on. Sit in my lap, brother. I'll tell you what, though. The adult man version of that chair existed now. I'd buy it. I'd give a fuck. <laughs> Quarantine, baby. All right. Would you get Hulkamania or NWO Hulk Hogan? Uh, NWO because he's more of a bad boy, which mm-hmm. uh, is more my style. Mm-hmm. So Hammerman, it starts off with an MC Hammer rap, and he may have written this. The credits are a little bit dicey on it. 
I'm going to play this whole masturbatory thing for you. It's 70 seconds long, <laughs> but I think you need it to get the story because I can't explain it. So here we go. Hammer man, hammer. Whenever there's a crime, some cooks are going to do time. They all better beware because the hammer man will be there. Here's how it started a long time ago. The legend of the hammer and how it began to grow. He was given magical shoes from a hip-hop Motown dude. Together they had power. They stood up for what was right. But Gramps was getting old and he couldn't keep up the fight. Right. So Gramps and his granddaughter, they went out on the road Certainly. to find a man they knew could jab who was worthy of the load. load. They met a guy named Stanley, Stanley who was dancing every night. night. He helped the kids play every day. His heart was out of sight. Hit it. So sight. Gramps Opened up the bag <laughs> and took out the magical shoes. shoes. He set them on the ground and, and they said they talked to you. The shoes knew at once they had finally found their man. Fuck. They hopped right on his feet and he became Hammer Man. Hammer Man. With rhythm like that, I mean, how could he not have been a superstar? <laughs> <laughs> he had to make things right, or whatever it was. It just, yeah. <laughs> just like, drops the rhyme. Uh, yeah. He picks it back up. Keeping up the fight. Rhyming verses are not something you see a lot of on this show. And yes, I, I have pulled many of them. I Thank mean, God. this is such a long opening, essentially about like what a kick-ass guy Hammer is. And... The Motown dude that gets the shoes is not Hammerman. It's Gramps, who is just another dude who had the shoes. And then he gives With them to this Egon. guy. He was Soul Man yeah, before. Yeah, like, boy, this was, this is such a crazy opening. I, I absolutely loved it. Like, when I was watching it, I didn't realize that the shoes were also characters. And <laughs> I was trying to figure out who Gramps was. And, boy, it's just, it's an amazing opening. Check it out if, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I thought... Gramps was his grandpa. Because no. why else would he call him Gramps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Term of endearment for just an older dude. I guess, I guess so. The old the old neighborhood derelict. I'm not calling your dad Gramps, though. But you could. He'd be flattered. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that we, we agree on that. What I really liked about this, mm -hmm. and it falls back in step with so many things like that I've liked before. Yeah. You don't need a backstory, man. They just tell it to you. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to give you it to you You don't have to figure out. out shit. Here oh, yeah. it is. Here is the do answer. We need, do we need a, an origin episode? No, we'll no. just write it into the song. Let's just do it. I don't know. It, it might take 30 minutes to explain this weird-ass tale. No, 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 no. 70 seconds. <laughs> write it into the song. We're good. I, There's a guy, and he's got shoes, and they're magical, shoes. and they get passed around like four or five different times until then they find Stanley. And he's the this greatest. is a, such a better backstory than cops because it's explained. The thing I, I like too <laughs> is that cut on top of this. So there's some animation and then there's some live action like Hammer doing some Hammer dancing. And then the last 10 seconds, or ju it's just Hammer who's in like his black jumpsuit with the chain, the shoulder pads and stuff, <laughs> pointing back and forth with a cartoon Hammer man who's wearing the same thing. And they're just like pointing at each other and like Hammer, <laughs> Hammer man. And it's like, wow, this is this is wild. I really like this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting a new great. WatchBots logo. It's just you and the cartoon version of you, Shailen, pointing at each other. <laughs> Wearing the hammer outfit. 
Yeah. Ooh, so get some hammer pants. We start off on the corner of Hip Hop Street and Rap Avenue, and say what you will about Hammer, but even at his height, he was always a man of the people. So here he's hanging out with some kids, and let's get a little of their conversation. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? What's going on? How you doing? All right, how you doing? Hey, you ever meet some people who think they're perfect? Say, hey, Marcus yeah. not perfect. He just got here. What's going on, Marcus? <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> They're in a cool world style, right? They're clearly sitting on a set in front of a green screen, but it looks like, you know, an animated neighborhood. So Hammer's on the top step. The kids are below him. Hammer talks about this kid, Marcus, and he's like, Marcus, you're late. Where the fuck you been? Marcus appears like his body half appears on screen because clearly that's where the green screen ended. So it's not like you see him walk in out of frame. He just appears in the frame like he a ghoul. He stands up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like I thought his, that was a. I thought that was a video in. quality at first, and I was like, "What's going on nope. here? Nope, nope. That's green screen effect, it's, baby. It's so ramshackle." And Hammer in his video segments always has the same outfit, so you could tell they had this guy for like three hours and just banged these fucking segments out. And we moved like it. It ruled. It was so cheap feeling and flimsy that like it just it fits in my wheelhouse. And then it gets even better. <laughs> Because he's like, nobody's perfect. You know, you can't be perfect. And then it cuts and he's just dancing with the kids. It's true. <laughs> I just, I loved how, I love his um his tone with the kids too. Like, hey, nobody's perfect. Look at Marcus, Marcus. And he just starts yelling at them and like <laughs> screaming. <laughs> he does a lot of yelling. So yeah. here's a question for you guys. And I want to I ask this early because I want to think about it. I want to ponder it. In the universe of Hammer Man, is MC Hammer a person? He doesn't exist here, right? Right. It's just Hammerman who has the same music and personality, but he is a different person. Like he's not MC Hammer. Correct. Right? Yes. Dave? See, I just thought he was MC Hammer and that the the MC Hammer mm-hmm. that we hear on mm-hmm. the radio is actually a superhero. Okay. No. Yeah, because superheroes are real. That, sure. I mean, that, that is true. Um, they take many forms. But yeah, I think, you know, this is what listeners want. They want this healthy debate. And I think we should let them get in on it. Hashtag Dave is wrong. No. See, the, 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 <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> the cartoon, mm-hmm. uh, and this is why Askins was, was assassinated, was trying to tell the truth about MC Hammer and that he was a superhero <laughs> and that he had superpowers and he saves the kids in the city and bridges. Listeners, hit us up. Hashtag. Askins Truther, if you think that MC Hammer <laughs> does exist in the Hammerman universe. And if you think, like I do, that you know it's a different construct entirely, uh, hashtag Hamulacra. We had a real treat here because the episode we watched also had the commercials included. And I don't want to talk about all of them because we're on a timetable. We can't be doing this all night. But I want to, I want to call these out as we go. First commercial you see is for Kellogg. And it's not for a Kellogg product so much as it is for just breakfast it's an ad for breakfast and there's a song with it and i think it's worth it listening to you can't be your best if you don't eat a good breakfast a lesson that i learned and took in my life to this day i remember this commercial okay and i then and now resented the fuck out of it because I almost never had breakfast unless it was a weekend growing up because we always woke up late and we always Mm -hmm. missed the bus. So there was never time. 
And I always was pissed off that like, oh, this kid's got fucking cereal and eggs and bread. And waffles. Yeah, and th- like, those breakfasts were always completely preposterous. Meanwhile, my mom was <laughs> like chasing- Why we get these oranges? Right? <laughs> my mom was like running down the driveway with us being like, sip some juice so you don't pass out. Like trying desperately to get something into us. Mm-hmm. I didn't live in a house that had like fruit or vegetables in it on a regular basis until I was 26, 25. Like, <laughs> yeah, like we didn't have, we, like yeah. we were lucky to have an apple sometimes. It was always just sugar cereal and potato chips. Yeah, we we were on like Eggo waffles uh, and instant breakfast. So we we had something, and that was I was at my best because I you ate my breakfast. breakfast. That's right. <laughs> now speaking of cooking breakfast, cartoon comes back. We have like a vaguely you can't touch this beat under some of the episodes. Some of it is oddly quiet, but the first characters we see are the shoes. Righty and Lefty. I be- yes, I believe they're named Righty and Lefty, which a more creative name, I, I can't imagine. But let's meet these characters. Someone's in the kitchen with Stanley. Oh, someone's in the kitchen and uh, someone's in the kitchen with Stanley. Oh. Why are they French? Why are they alive? What was this choice? He doesn't stay French. That is true. This is he's like singing along. This is like the shoe having fun with you. Mm -hmm. Well, not with me. (laughs) He's being silly. The royal you. Using a silly voice (laughs) to entertain the children. They have chef's hats. You know, maybe this is the inspiration for Ratatouille. I I don't know. You know, these ideas are all out there. The actual, uh, the original title of the movie was Ratatouille. And it was a (laughs) bone. God damn it, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we should just we should just stop but there are so many more highlights to go <laughs> not gonna top that tonight. so the, the shoes are helping to cook right and they mention an ingredient here an ingredient which again bad bad writing oh fuck it let's just play the clip whoa oh. i of course thought that they mentioned the ingredient there so like lefty or righty thinks oh this sauce needs some shoe polish. And uh, for some reason, like, okay, there's shoes, right? But why would there be shoe polish with the ingredients, with the kitchen stuff? Like, what? Because Stanley is not perfect. That's true. Yeah. Pobody's perfect. And shoe polish for shoes that are alive, I guess that would be on the nightstand or in the bathroom, you know? Because I'm assuming shoe polish is, yeah. is like, like lube. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, it could be. Um, we went in two directions there, Dave. Bring things to a nice sheen. I can say that at least. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so Stanley walks in and he's like, no, don't put shoe polish in my green sauce. But then the shoe polish comes in and like the word splash appears on screen. But all right. <laughs> I forgot so, about that. So all of a sudden, Are we a comic book? Yeah. All of a sudden we're a comic book. Stanley is standing there. Like he's in his kitchen and then Gramps shows up. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Let's meet Gramps. Stanley! No time for yoga, Stanley. We need the hammer. A tanker truck exploded on the Oak Town Bay Bridge. The bridge is packed with cars and is about to collapse. It's hammer time! I love Gramps. Uh, <laughs> his, his whole, the character design, the character himself, the voice, everything. It's just the, 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 the ideal cartoon character. He had the hair of Egon, the mustache of Colonel Sanders. Just perfect. Absolutely perfect. Don't change a thing, Gramps. The character of Gramps 
is like the newspaper in that CBS show early edition. Like he just shows up to give Hammerman the news. Mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> how he's so on top of things. I don't know where he lives. I don't know where he comes from. But when news breaks, Gramps isn't like there. He's with Stanley like at all times. Is this a guardian angel scenario? Is Gramps real? I don't know. Ben, I thought you were a city mouse. And I thought that like, I thought you would know that this is how you get the news in the city. You just get an old man barking news at you. Cans on strings and such. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I believe that. This is going to be a deep cut, but there's a, there's a guy on Boston common who just shouts the headlines in music form. He's Boston's Gramps. He's MC Hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag deep cut. How the mighty have fallen. Hashtag Shailen's deep cut of the week. That seems too long. So Hammer goes, oh, shit, I got to get to that bridge. And he says it's Hammer time, of course. So he puts the shoes down on the ground, right? And he he steps into the shoes. And I, immediately, because I'm a fucking weirdo, I was like, oh, he's sodomizing those shoes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then, See, I wasn't he, far off with Lube. Yeah. And then he <laughs> spins, and the shoes are still talking, and he gets into his Hammerman gear. It, it's completely incredible. So then we cut to a bridge that's on fire. And it involves a crowd of people who are all screaming and yelling. What is this bridge made out of? Like, why is it on fire? (laughs) It's on fire because a tanker truck exploded. That much we know. That we have. I've got a lot of engineering questions, which Hammerman helps to solve. But also there are two ladies who I think they're supposed to be like Hammer's backup singers or dancers. But like, they're dressed the same and they just start singing about Hammerman. Take a listen. And I thought that they were like like the muses, you know what I mean? Like they show up as a precursor to Hammerman, but later on they're right. just hanging out on a stoop. So yeah, the, they're the, the Greek chorus of of Hammerman. <laughs> but here is where Hammerman starts to hit its stride, right at this point, because we thought the theme song was long, but here it becomes apparent that maybe maybe old old Askin didn't have enough story to fill it because Hammerman he gets up on top of the bridge. And he he says some words, which I'll play here in a second. But he uses Hammerman's defining power, which is blasting music stanzas and sheet music out of his fingers to do amazing tasks, right? Right. That's that's about what he does. Let's listen to it. And yes, I did have a stopwatch out. Twenty seconds. So, <laughs> twenty four seconds long. He gives he gives you a, a two second line, but that's that's just a clip of it, right? Because yeah. from the time Hammer gets there and he starts shooting music out, bum, and like these bum, music stanzas, bum, they're not like bum, magic or energy; bum, like it's literally bum. paper or something. It's some kind of tangible material because it wraps around the bridge. Spider Man webs, and like you just hear those woo. That goes on for 43 seconds. And then, in case you were wondering about Hammerman's engineering background, you get this. The suspension's a set, set in effect, but please excuse me because I got to check. And then there's another 23 seconds of him blasting music out. 
And then he smiles while he ties his music stanzas in a loose knot. Yes. And he leaves the bridge. He leaves the bridge tied up like it is a Kia Sorento out there on Christmas Day. <laughs> it's it, true. it was fucking crazy. And did the people die? <laughs> no, they did not. He saved their lives. That's You're welcome. You're, you're very correct, Shailen. I don't have a problem with his skills. I just... Like, you would think of Hammerman as always saving the people of Oaktown. That town is covered in Hammerman's uh, finger blasting things, you know? <laughs> so I, I showed this, this scene to my wife. I went, look at him. He's shooting, he's shooting ropes all over the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, what? And I was like, he's shooting rope all over the bridge. Mm-hmm. I hear it. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Uh, really gross. So, yeah, finger blasting, sodomizing shoes shooting rope it's uh it's all there shaylin it's there i mean i'm not reading into it that's what's yeah. there but it looks like bandages right it looks like old-timey <laughs> bandages on that bridge i'm really into the idea that this is it's like a, it's a mummy thing the in, well no the whole city just looks like a, a civil war reenactor just like tied back together <laughs> <laughs> i could take it so he saves the day and then we see stanley's mom and his brother maurice and they're sitting out on the stoop they're waiting for him so Stanley starts to sprint up, right? And he's wearing like his Stanley gear, just regular dude clothes. But he's just carrying the Hammerman shoes. And this comes up a few times that like he doesn't have them with him at all times or sometimes he's carrying them. It feels like he should have a satchel or some kind of way to transport these shoes a little bit more elegantly than just like carrying them around. Yeah. These weird, weird talking shoes. But uh, put that aside. Let's meet mom and Maurice. I've always had to be punctual, mom. Stanley's so popular. That does not make sense. Sure that is correct. <laughs> a lot of the things Maurice says literally do not make sense. They are just words that go together with no coherent meaning. Yep. That's I always had to wear a red hat because my car. <laughs> Motorcycles don't have doors. The mom is no better. Banana peels. She, she's like, I have two sons. I have a computer genius who is on time and I have a musician who is not. And it's like, but those things, they're like, that's a false equivalency, mm-hmm. Mrs. Hammerman. Mrs. Hammer Man. But it's fine. <laughs> so they've come up, they've come to Stanley's house for dinner and he wants to impress them. And I mean, just listen. <laughs> what a fucking idiot Stanley is. I've got a roast in the oven. It should be just perfect. An hour ago. <laughs> so he was cooking when Gramps showed up. And instead of like turning his stove off or saying, hey, Gramps, can you monitor the news from my apartment? He just left the stove and the oven on, went to Hammerman and came back. And then he's like, oh, man, this would have been perfect an hour ago. Like, what is he, a fucking moron? He was waiting or doing the job that Gramps announced. Like, he was basically just giving Gramps another job to announce when his house burned down. Because mm-hmm. he left his oven on for over an hour unattended. True. I've done that. That stresses me out so much. But I was trying to simply plath myself. It didn't work. Um <laughs> I've always said you look like Gwyneth Paltrow. Thank you. For like Pepper Potts? Uh, no, just simply from Sylvia, from the oh, Sylvia Plath. Okay, movie. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, never mind. Just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Whoops. Just <laughs> charmed beyond belief. So <laughs> they're fortunate because Maurice made a gourmet casserole on the way over that you never see and is never brought up again. And that's okay. I just think the idea of a gourmet casserole is like a treat is very funny. Yeah, it was something to munch on. Yeah. So they decide, okay, we're going to go to the rec center where Stanley's done a lot of work. 
And again, another fun animation quality thing. They start to walk, but their walk cycle starts before the background starts moving. So it just mm-hmm. looks like they're just like waving around in place. Fantastic show. So they go to the rec center. And I couldn't find the names of these characters. There's a woman and there's a man. Now, the man is named Showbiz. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, this guy, fucking dunce. What a klutz. I sent Showbiz to buy an art easel for the craft room, and he came back with a weasel named Art. So, I guess that he was able to very specifically find a weasel named Art. That's kind of an accomplishment in and of itself. Did he go to, like, Arts R Us? Yeah, I don't know. He needs an art easel. All right. If I'm, if he's so stupid, like, he just would have misheard it. But he's, like, yeah. incredibly dumb that he heard weasel and then put the art behind it like after the word is he's oh, not God. smart yeah. maybe because uh, as opposed to a lot of the characters showbiz is for some reason drawn like he's a picasso painting like he looks bizarre <laughs> and insane you know like he doesn't look like any of the other people it's yeah everyone else weird. has like some semblance of like looking like a human being yeah, yeah. he's just like hi i'm made out of a rectangle his nose is up like where his eye is it's fucking weird and then this is where the two frames per second thing comes in like he runs sideways like he has rickets it's awesome it's yes. great it's great one of the things i noticed here is you know the the clips we've been listening to there's sort of a hip-hop beat under a lot of it you know some background music but there are parts of this show just weird parts where there's no background music whatsoever so they walk into the rec center and a dude named ludwig and a boy with a bowl cut are doing pogo sticks Mm -hmm. and it's just silent outside of the pogo stick noises and it's like did they just forget to put the background music in well i think they didn't want to loop the same 12 seconds again it could be so, so we'll give we'll give people's ears a break. So they're they're on pogo sticks and they're like, oh, we found these pogo sticks. And it's like, who who are these people? What, what is happening? But it gets better because they go to another room where there's a girl who's painting. And you know what they say about painting? Shailen. It's messy. Erotic and messy. Mm, shoe polish. So she spills paint all over the place, right? And Squirts all over her mural. It's it's a fucking mess. And they're all in there. And Stanley looks embarrassed as if this undermines the work that he does, even though all those people are there. Was that what they were trying to get at, that he should have been embarrassed? Or was, I, was this a waste of time? What, what is happening? I think what we're trying to build is that he is a very human character who exists in a world normally and works with people normally. Who are unperfect. Okay. And now here's his perfect brother and his mom witnessing the Mm -hmm. lack of perfection. And he's he's feeling sad about it himself. Now, mind you, this character, Stanley, has already been shown in this one episode as an accomplished musician and a guy who runs a rec center. So he's doing a lot with his day. That's correct. But he's late. He's always late. It's true. He burned fucking dinner. What is the measure of a man? (laughs) it's just like <laughs> his mom is a bitch god damn it like his mom just sucks <laughs> she's, she's the so worst terrible i felt so bad for him throughout this episode because yeah. of his mom yeah yeah like what the fuck is her like there mom? was some like childhood scarring coming through this writing here yeah. yes it was, it was like i wrote it yeah asking had some problems man <laughs> 
It's like why like why is she so mean to him? Like he the guy like Ben, you, to your point, he's running a rec center, but like, oh, he burned a roast once. Yeah. She's <laughs> There's a weird conceit with this, and it started Hammer himself, not Hammer Man, planted the seeds when he's like, nobody's perfect. You don't have to be perfect. And they show like the mom portraying Maurice as perfect, but Maurice never portrays himself that way. So like the whole message here is just really confusing. It's that parents are emotionally manipulative to pit their children against each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Kids, don't listen to your parents. Just listen to Hammer Man. Yeah. So the mom is disgusted here, and she's like, maybe we should go to the quote-unquote computer convention. But then all of a sudden, Oracle Gramps shows up, and he's like, hey, Stanley, just thought you'd want to know. Hammerman did a bullshit job on that bridge, and he's got to go back. There was a good point here where Stanley introduces Gramps to the mom. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, the first time I watched this, I was like, wait a minute, wouldn't she know him? Like, he's his grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is your father. (laughs) Gramps. Shailen, this is your husband, Ben. (laughs) To be fair, like, I have even recently pretended that I don't know someone for, like, a fake introduction and completely faked people out with that. It's like, no, that was a joke. That's a classic Shailen fake out. That's like, I saw you do this (laughs) because you reached your hand out to shake somebody's hand. And they went to shake it, and like you just swept your hair back, and you went, uh, 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 Shailen fake out. Nice to meet you. Not. <laughs> and Hammer time. Spitting all over them. Very nice. So we cut back to the bridge, which is now shaking, because <laughs> nobody thought to actually, you know, affect repairs. Uh, Hammerman did the job. It's we bandaged. see a school bus literally rolling off the bridge mm-hmm. while Hammer starts to rap. And oh boy, what a rap it is. I've got to be swift, suave and smooth, because that's how I feel. Because sage is a must, and that's on a real. That, that is horrible. And I'm going to bust. <laughs> None of that. That rhymes. <laughs> Nothing he said rhymed. <laughs> there was no flow to it. There's no rhythm. Like, it doesn't have to rhyme, but. No, what I learned from this cartoon is, if you say it like this, you don't even rhyme. Now I'm a rapper. (laughs) My name is Hammer. And it's like, it's just that you could tell that Askin wrote these. And it's just like, this is like, like a white dude's conception of hip hop. And, you know, like I, I enjoy hip hop. I am not super deep into it, but like, I wouldn't be writing a hip hop superhero because I know Unlike Master Wayne, I know my limits. You know, like it's just—it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> it's bad. Hammerman has no limits, Alfred. <laughs> a hammerman the size of a tangerine. <laughs> Shoe polish the size of a tangerine. <laughs> just like Askins going up to MC Hammer, like here's your script, and, and like Hammerman, or, Hammerman, MC Hammer was just like. Oh, um, I'm not going to use my my talent to like punch up these rhymes. I'll just I'll just read word for word wherever the hell you wrote, Askins. Well, so, but it wasn't MC Hammer, right? Yeah, I was going to spoiler. Ask this. Uh, so, oh, we're spoiling now. Well, no, I'm <laughs> going to spoil the joke. Is basically what I'm getting. MC Hammer only did the intros and the for the series. He only did the live action stuff. He didn't do the voice. <sighs> no, God, that ruins. This is, I didn't do research because I didn't want to ruin my uh, idea of this cartoon. Your idea, like this, yeah. 
Yeah, this is sublime mm-hmm. to me. Somehow, I think it makes it even better that it's mm-hmm. like, here's this random dude in a studio recording and like this guy hands him a script and he's like, no, it's fine. It's like what MC Hammer does. And it's like, I don't mm-hmm. think that's how many dollars are you paying me? Okay. <laughs> I got to get these kids off the bus. It's a harrowing situation. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some money. <laughs> or, or blow up your bus. <laughs> and listeners, that is your hashtag Shailen spoiler of the week brought to you by Def Jam Records. Kellogg's instant breakfast. <laughs> That's carnation. So Hammer gets there. He does that god awful rap. Hammer Man. I don't want to discredit Hammer. I want to discredit Hammer Man a little bit. And then you get 19 more seconds of like, woo, and the, the, the bridge getting wrapped up. And you're thinking, okay, all right, we're cool. But we can't be cool without a little more a little more rap. This time I'm max relaxed as I did the task. So this time repairs should definitely last. And it's like, is the expectation that that bridge will just be like that forever? Like nobody will ever come fix it because Hammerman two times tied music stanzas in a loose bow? Yes. <laughs> is that is that what we're supposed to think? <laughs> Hammerman like has taken over like the the city infrastructure. I told you the whole city is just covered in musical bandages. You betcha. Just, just shitty shitty music on these music sheets. <laughs> you can go go uh, walk along the bridge and read uh, read all these shitty rhymes. <laughs> it's just like what 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 was it? And that he's so self satisfied about shooting the the like the stuff out, wrapping it around the bridge, and tying it like you would tie a shoelace. He's not doing a midshipman's knot. He's not doing like a bondage knot. He's just tying these motherfuckers like a shoelace. I thought this was perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Don't even think about it. Like, it, there's, yeah, just, yeah. there's no point. So hey, that, this didn't work the first time. I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but he did it slowly this time. So it's okay. That's true. A little, so little the, totter. He was a little, he was max relaxed. Now he's sitting and he's talking with the shoes and they're like, hey, you should go to the convention. And he's going like, oh, I don't know. My mom's going to browbeat me and say perfect 350 times. And then there's not even like him making a decision because he's just at the convention center, which is run down and it looks like shit, right? Like there's banners that are half hanging and it looks like it's like a derelict building. But in fact, it's just because it's not set up, right? And the mom goes... Maurice has his stuff set up. None of the other inventors work on weekends. And I was fucking what? Like, what does that mean? Well, and (laughs) so saying things, it felt especially hollow because I've never heard of a convention that runs like Monday at 9am to Friday at 5pm. Sure. Okay. Ever. uh, Yes. I mean that that's inside baseball, but I think what I admire about this line is like the sheer lazy chutzpah of it. Right. It's just like, we're going to commit to just saying anything. And you're just going to buy it because you don't you don't have a choice. But it's just right. like inventors don't work on weekends. Like what what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> well, as a member of the inventors union, I can tell you that that is very true. You telling me Thomas Edison wasn't working on electricity on a Sunday? Well, that was before before we all unionized. before weekends. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah before that, gets, that that's a fair point. So local one two three <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> Hashtag big union. <laughs> Yeah. High five. So it's the only time you five five them on this right. show. <laughs> Maurice introduces the mom. I hate saying the mom. Introduces mom. Introduces mommy dearest and Mother. Stanley to the real star of the show here. 
Allow me to introduce Creepo. <laughs> Creepo. A name that is an acronym. I didn't write down what the acronym was. It's it irrelevant. doesn't matter. Here's where here's where we get where I get really interested, right? Because Creepo's reason for being is to identify imperfections and fix them. So Maurice unscrews a light bulb, Creepo goes and turns it back on. And then a light bulb went off. And I'm going to pin Askins to the fucking wall here. This guy's going to be wriggling in about 30 seconds. This is a Star Trek episode. There's an original Star Trek episode where this exact thing happens, where they run across a robot who was designed to scan for imperfections, but it goes off the rails, Mm -hmm. right? And it, it fucking flips its shit. It goes too far. Here's Creepo. I am Creepo. I am perfect. And here is Nomad from Star Trek. I am perfect. That which is imperfect must be sterilized. And it, they, they say Whoa. the same thing. Like, I am Nomad. I am Creepo. And it's like, you're fucking finished, Askins. If it was 1991 and I had this platform, I would have nailed you to the wall. You would have killed him. Splayed out if there. If you weren't already dead. I forgot he assassinated. It, I forgot in our universe he is dead. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Did you uh, kill him? Because you found yes. out. You found out the truth. It wasn't an homage. It was a straight up lift. You plagiarized Askins. It's all over for you, Askins. Isn't this also just Ultron from the Marvel universe? Not. I mean, yes, but not as directly. Okay. That was me killing Askins. <laughs> Can't not kill him killing, twice. Or, yeah, just maiming him. It's yeah. fine. Double Jeopardy. Great movie. So what was the name of the robot? Creepo. 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 Creepo starts losing his shit, right? And he's like, everything is uncorrectable. So he starts going around and destroying the half-finished exhibits. and Because he's a real dick. He's just screaming, imperfect, imperfect. I just, I love Maurice here. Like, he's yeah. like, hey, look at this robot I built to deal with my mommy issues. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> and then Hammerman's like... I gotta take off these shoes and deal with my mommy issues. <laughs> that rhymes too much. No, it rhymes too, rhymes too much. Yeah. And deal with my mommy problems. There you go. As the robot rolled around screaming imperfect and just destroying like people's hard work, I was like, oh, this is my inner monologue. <laughs> <laughs> just like doing tea. Like, I really identified with this robot. Maurice is trying to program a kill switch on a computer and he's typing at the computer like he's the phantom of the opera like playing his organ he's just like jamming at it very dramatically very slowly and stanley is like doing front flips and stuff but creepo picks up mom and he's gonna throw her in the trash chute and as they transition to commercial he's holding the mom above this trash chute which i guess would lead straight to hell or something for conservatively a month (laughs) just (laughs) not not enough story here's a commercial another one a sign of the times MC Hammer, big at the time. Vanilla Ice, big at the time. So who else would be big time rappers except Barney Rubble, of course. Oh. What I wasn't expecting out of this was for Barney to out himself and have his Me Too moment, which he does right here. Here I come. I'll teach you to dance. Give me some. And Time's up, Barney. He's... Like Louis uh, C.K. And in a lot of ways. This commercial break led me to a lot of questions mm-hmm. and specifically one question. Okay. We saw in this one break right. two different instances of someone coming into someone else's breakfast and stealing it. Right. 
And I immediately realized there are at least two other breakfast uh, franchises that have the same theme of theft Mm -hmm. by someone. Mm -hmm. Why in the early 90s were advertisers so convinced that like breakfast theft was prevalent? So this was- Why was this the thing? This was around the time of the LA riots. And, you know, I think this capitalism, capitalism, I think that's the answer. I mean, the Hamburglar had just come onto the scene. He was- uh, Hamburglar was earlier, wasn't he? I don't no, care. No. Um, it was not in his first. <laughs> Absolutely not. It was, it was I, go- I legitimately was Googling this, trying <laughs> to figure out, like, why were my <laughs> breakfast cereal obsessions all, like, all of my concerns were that, like, a rabbit was going to steal it, or Barney Rubble was going to steal it, mm-hmm. or someone was going to steal my fucking Eggo waffle or when my mom finally frog. bought them. She yeah. never, ever did. <laughs> Do you know what was more disturbing than this this theft narrative you've you've crafted? They shouted out in the Fruity Pebbles commercial that one of the flavors was lime. Yeah. Lime cereal? That's dis- that's horrible. Well, but you then you can't in. have the Fruity Pebbles that I ordered from Target no, while I, we were I, watching this episode. I don't, I don't like Fruity Pebbles anyway. Yes, but like, maybe this for Maybe, maybe oh, this is man. why. Send me some Fruity Pebbles, please, Shailen. You got it. One lime Fruity Pebble in the mail. Just all green Fruity Pebbles, please. You got to sterilize. <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, God. Like, no limos. Limes are tart. You know, you drink lime juice and you're not going, oh, man, you know what would work? That as a cereal. No, but limeade is a sweet drink. And you need something in the sugar cereal to, like, balance it out. I'm sure it's just citric acid. Sure. Which is a preservative anyway. I think like, they all, all your taste the same. All the Fruity Pebbles yeah. taste the same. They're just different colors. Mm-hmm. They just had to tell you it was something. Okay. Yeah. They couldn't have said, like, green apple or Green pear. apple would be disgusting. Uh. Lime is good. Green apple cereal is gross. Lime is innocuous and not present. Green apple is overpowering as a flavor in anything. Like, think about, like, Jolly Ranchers. The apple one is so much stronger than the other flavors. Shailen just described Ben's co-hosts. <laughs> if you think that lime <laughs> should stay out of cereal, hashtag, I hate lime. And if Lime's you think up. that lime... Li- <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> if you think that lime belongs in cereal, hashtag, lime sanity. Now, we continue. There's a Lucky Charms commercial. There's an Ego commercial. There's a Kit Kat commercial. There's a posse philosophy thing where two kids say that adults think fish as ice cream. I don't know, whatever. The one I want to talk like about fish better than ice cream. is a Peter Jennings commercial for a show called The American, the American Agenda, Agenda, right? Listen to this. Now in its fourth year of finding solutions to the important problems that face us all. The environment. Education. The family, drugs. I, I hate to break it to you, they hadn't solved those issues. <laughs> those issues are still fairly prevalent. I like um, um, the, like the issues like family. education and family <laughs> and drugs. So like family is an issue, or are there issues around family? Like the families are issues for fucking sure. Fucking get it right. Jenny. I mean, this whole tell you my family's crazy. <laughs> this whole entire episode that we're watching is about family issue. But here's why I called this out. Please tell us. Because they showed Peter Jennings. And when they showed Peter Jennings on screen, Shailen's eyes lit up. He was wearing hammer pants. Mm -hmm. And I could tell that Shailen is rip-raring to call this guy a pervert, some kind of horrible human being. You were ready to do it. You immediately started looking up Peter Jennings controversies. You can't even refute it because this is, I'm not joking, this is 100% true. I was trying to remember which newscaster he was. And I was like, is this the guy that had the big scandal? And Ben said, I don't know. And I Googled Peter Jennings scandal. Mm-hmm. I Peter came Jennings up- sexual abuse. And you came up no. with. 
Uh, I came up empty-handed and remembered the reason that I knew him, which because was you because th- you thought he was the frugal gourmet. <laughs> no, <laughs> did he, he was kill the... Sharon Tate? <laughs> Shailen, why did you know Peter Jennings? He did a bunch of specials when he realized that like what he was talking about really affected children adversely if it wasn't approached properly. Mm-hmm. So like after it was after the um, Iraq War he realized like he had been on the air for many hours consecutively and there were kids watching and it upset them. And so he did like a special newscast about like war for kids basically. And then he did a few different specials like that. And because my parents didn't talk to us, they were like, here, watch this man explain this. (laughs) Stepping on Linda Ellerby's, uh, you know, her, her stick. Get get the fuck out Jennings. Listeners. That's your hashtag. Shailen parent mention of the week. You brought it up. Brought to you by, uh, You've been really mean to me this I'm episode. Not being mean to you. It sounds like this uh, topic is petering out. Let's not move possible. on. <laughs> so Maurice shuts down the robot, right? And they're like, okay, well, what do we do? Uh, he's destroyed the, the convention center. Fuck it, we're hungry. But then they leave and Creepo's switch, because Creepo isn't run by programming, he's run by an on off switch. It just, for no particular reason, flips back on. And, you know, he goes from flaccid to erect and Creepo is back in action. It's it just, I, I wish I could do that. <laughs> Creepo has no refractory period, which I think is the <laughs> ninth week in a row I'm mentioning that. It's fine. So Creepo gets up. He's a browser like, star now. <laughs> this is all, these are all imperfect things. And he destroys the convention center. It literally falls down and crumbles around him. And he comes out and he looks like, did you ever play Crash Bandicoot? Mm-hmm. So there's like that, like the tribal mask thing with the feathers. Oh, yeah. yeah um, and he's yeah. like, he goes, um, like he's an avatar. Creepo looks like that on wheels. And it's like, what? This, like, he just destroyed a building in like a second. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> there were people in that building. You know, like there was a showbiz and the other person without a name. That was the see. That was the rec center. This is the convention center, oh, which oh, we know oh, is oh, empty. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, because inventors don't work weekends. Yeah. So now Creepo goes on. <laughs> he goes on a rampage. First, he runs across a girl with a bike. Lubrication unsatisfactory, imperfect. And he crushes the bike, and then he goes and there's a kid playing basketball. And he keeps talking about perfect and imperfect. And I had a realization here that I probably should have had several minutes earlier that I really needed to know how many times the word perfect, imperfect, imperfection was said. Don't worry. I got back to that later. But anyway, so there's just a kid playing basketball. And this is another one of those segments where there's no music being played. It's just like him bouncing the ball silently. Do you think their multi-track player didn't have enough tracks to do a sound effect at the same time as the music and the dialogue? I don't know. I mean... You think Deke, Deke would do us like that? They yeah, also I couldn't play yeah. the music loud enough. Like they had like samples of, <laughs> yeah. uh, of, of can't, can't touch this, but it would just be like, just mumbled like, oh, 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 <laughs> and then it would just stop. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> so then, so he starts shooting hoops. The kid calls him a hot dog. And at the very same moment, we see Stanley and mom and Maurice are eating hot dogs from a hot dog cart, which has no vendor. It's just the three of them. So I guess in Oaktown, they just, it's like a serve yourself kind of thing. Um, Here's a funny. Something's missing. (laughs) 
<laughs> something was missing indeed. So Maurice just <laughs> shits chili all over the dog. <laughs> Creepo shows up and I noticed whenever something shocking happens, because they're only drawing at two frames a second, it's tough to emote. So Stanley's jaw just drops open, like he's just jaw agape. Maurice starts fighting the robot. Stanley leaves to become Hammerman. So he leaves, he runs all the way back to his apartment to get his shoes. And this is what I'm saying. Like that he, he could have put them in a backpack. Yeah, he needs like a like a Hammerman satchel. It's it's just sloppy. Like a man purse. He runs by the, he runs by the yeah. dancers again. Maurice is running from the robot, and then Hammerman comes back. And what does Hammerman do when Hammerman shows up? He ha- raps hammers. poorly. Yes. Stop right there, you metal menace of madness. Don't resist, cause yo, I've had it. You think you're cooling like a parade, but hey, the hammer don't play. So heed my words or make my day. Come on, you gotta be kidding. It's yes. like if Dr. Seuss got really fucking drunk and then there's these shoes, see? It like also forgot how to write with any kind of rhythm. Yeah, yeah. he also, he's got like, he, not his rhythm or anything, but he's starting to sound like John Cena to me here. Like when he's, <laughs> you know, with thugonomics John Cena. Well, where do you think he was inspired? <laughs> this is the perfect timeline for this to have fueled that <laughs> just a young john cena watching tv eating know, fruity pebbles in front yeah to be fair i don't know if you guys have listened to the, the john cena album it kind of slaps it's pretty good <laughs> it's fine it's good <laughs> he's not a bad rapper so then we get you know a little meta i may not be perfect but yo you can't touch this <laughs> and I was like, that's that is the show in a nutshell. Him saying you can't touch this, this weird beat that ends in hammer time. I loved it. So then he starts dancing. And he's dancing in the middle of the street and he's doing the famed hammer dance. There are spotlights. Yep. Yeah, where did those him. come from? I don't matter. know. There's a Part crowd cheering. And then he starts spinning with Creepo, right? And mm-hmm. he throws him down. And again, all they have accomplished is Creepo is lying down on his side and they think he's defeated. But he's not. That doesn't mean there's not another rap. Nothing's perfect here on Earth, but I'm going to give it all it's worth and pump up a dance that Creepo can't withstand and then shut it down with a slamming jamming sound. <laughs> Come on. It's like... It's very funny. He was afraid he'd stumble on the words, so he just sped it up. Yeah. If I say it faster, I'm less likely to stumble or people won't notice. Yeah, like for something pre-recorded, which is so wild, man. Maybe they fast forwarded it because they spent too much fucking time on that bridge that in the end meant nothing. It meant nothing. They went back to that bridge (laughs) twice and it It was demonstrative of something. Here's the thing. None of it means anything. We we balanced out the episode (laughs) poorly. (laughs) And they definitely did not fill up their time too much because what we get next is a music video. (laughs) And Hammer starts shooting his music notes at Creepo again. And then he starts doing the hammer dance that you just saw him do. It's the same one. He's dancing in the street. And then we get a 52-second music video that is part the hammer dance and part clips of the episode that you've been watching to this point. That's correct. It's so crazy. I didn't pull a clip because it's just music, but it's like, what What in the world? Like You could have played this over the end credits and I would have bought it, but it's like the climax. Like Think about... If you were a bystander on the street, you just see this jackass dancing and this robot standing there watching him, and that's it. Like, <laughs> but they have to like spice it up with these clips, and it's not new clips of them fighting. It's everything 
to get to that point. The clips that they were showing were all Stanley Maurice's uh, interactions with his their mother, right? Right. And so, like, he's battling this robot that is trying to be perfect and trying to make the world perfect. And he just tells all these flashbacks to his mom and he's, and he punches Creepo's head off and he goes, fuck you, mom. And the cartoon ends. <laughs> I wish he's that were battling the case. an inner demon. And he goes, stop therapized. <laughs> <laughs> stop. I'm hammer. And <laughs> the way that this battle ends is, so you see hammer and he's moving, like he's got the flow. He's moving at about two frames a second. But we cut to the shoes, and the shoes are talking amongst themselves, but because they need to be in the frame of the shot, it's like Hammer is just standing there, and he's doing these pathetic little kicks. Like, these shoes are just, like, flapping on the ground. There's no rhythm to it. (laughs) But here's what the shoes suggest. For a finale, let's try that stuff you were practicing on the bed. Yeah. Oh, well. So he gets on. Let's try that. And he ties Creepo to the ground and he's just like going to town on him. It's crazy. Puts on a gimp suit. But then <laughs> the mom comes out and she's like, Hammerman is as perfect as anyone can get. Because, I mean, mom has to continue to suck. But they flip the switch. Creepo is defeated. Maurice says that he's going to return the stuff to the convention center. But the convention center is like literally rubble. So this is this is a meaningless gesture. I guess he he couldn't know that. But while they're cleaning up, who shows up but Gramps? And Hammer says, oh, man, like my mom thinks I'm a clod. I should tell her I'm Hammer Man. But Gramps, because he's been there, he's been around the block a few times. He's got the he's solution. A, and he's a sage. Very sage. Fine spice as well. Take her to the children's hospital and show her the dance therapy clinic you helped set up. Hold on. <laughs> This is an accomplished musician who has built a rec center and also set up a dance therapy at a children's hospital. And it's like, first of all, I like that that's how Gramps inserted that into the conversation. Like, what a natural thing for him to say. But <laughs> Well, and also, like, he already brought his mom to the rec center. Yeah. And shit did not go well. That's true. That's true. And he's embarrassed of it. So, like, you know what? Let's, let's take our chances at the kids' hospital. <laughs> Askin's uh, dance movement therapist suggested that he write his uh, his feelings out, and uh, and the, to the power of dance. Yeah, and you got this. You got this episode. Needed more river dance, so we go to the. He wasn't assassinated. He later killed himself because this didn't work. Because he couldn't feel the rhythm. Yeah, that's right. We go to the children's hospital. The rhythm it finally got him. That's right. <laughs> so there were. <laughs> There were two children in wheelchairs dancing. And yes, this segment did take another 30 seconds and it ends in a round of applause, which is like our 15th round of applause in the episode. So everybody just is like blowing Stanley like, oh, this is perfect. You're perfect. Maurice is perfect. Maurice is here. And then the shoes are in a gym bag and it's like, holy shit, that was that was crazy. But we're not done. We're not done by a long shot. Because who comes back on the screen but the real MC Hammer, who may or may not be Hammer Man. And he's still wearing his leather suit. And as he left us before, he starts screaming at the viewer. Nobody's perfect. I mean, nobody. It's impossible. We're all going to make mistakes. Every now and then, if you find yourself looking foolish or doing something stupid, don't worry about it. If I had worried about looking silly, hey. <laughs> he just talks on and on. And he's just gesticulating wildly like and mumbling. Do you think he's referencing agreeing to do this TV show? That's why he has so much to say. <laughs> He's talking to his agent. Nobody's perfect. I was like expecting him like at the end of that monologue just to arrive at the antithesis of what he started at. 
Yeah. <laughs> so be like, nobody's perfect. You know, you might look silly or stupid, but get out there and make sure you practice because practice makes perfect, kids. And I'm perfect. <laughs> and then we get to we get to the credits and you know, I think the credits themselves are fine. I liked the the music was written by the music team. But the thing I want to point out here is one of the advertisements that comes on. This is something special. Tonight at 8, 7 Central, the man from Urkel, Jaleel White, stars in his own story of cinematic romance with Vanessa Williams, Little Richard, Nell Carter, Sherry Belafonte, Kid and Play, Flip Wilson, and Urkel as himself on the Jaleel White special. That's what it was called, the Jaleel White special. It had Flip Wilson in it, who it was relevant in like the 70s. Is it the man from Urkel? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. So is that a play on the man from Uncle? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, I think so. I mean, but this wasn't late high school Urkel. Like, this was early days Steve Urkel. And yeah, he was just like a little this, kid. This romantic journey. It's very strange. I, I tried to find the Jaleel White special. Couldn't do it. I didn't see it anywhere. Um, so listeners, if you, if you know it, hit us up. Send us that Jaleel White special. But as I mentioned, I needed to know, I needed to know the number of perfects here. So I went back and I watched the episode again for like the third time on double speed, which is the only way to watch Hammerman. Take a guess how many times the word perfect is mentioned. How long was this episode? So the, the clip we watched was 30 minutes, but figure the episode itself about 20. But as long as this quarantine has been. <laughs> 800 years. Just as much of a joy. So how many times did perfect come up in any form? Imperfect, perfection, imperfection. 37. 37. Okay. Dave, what's your guess? 29. 63. Whoa. That is a, that is a, a, a perfects per minute uh, PPM of over three. So impressive stuff. So the perfects per minute is faster than the frame rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that it is. So that that is Hammerman. Would you show this to a kid? Shailen? No. Why? Too many questions to answer, bad quality, terrible rhyming. Oh, come on. All right. Killjoy. Having to explain the early 90s to a child. Kids are asking too many questions. <laughs> Damn straight. I'll, I'll, I'll repeat that you joke. Know. I'm sorry. You, you know how that ends. Dave, show it to a kid. Yep. This is like a, a perfect show for, for a kid. The violence is just against a robot. The way he solves things is through music. And mm -hmm. the guy is a philanthropist therapist musician like that's a, that's a role model that is a role model yeah yeah Check them i think out, kids role model teaching kids to love music the power of music mm -hmm. it's a wonderful thing and let's go with one to five Hammerman raps and i demand i demand that you wrap your rating chilling it's a four and a half you see i loved this show as a kid it really hit my funny bone well. And that is that. I was doing a hammer rap. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, don't, I don't hate it. I had to try to not rhyme. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Dave? This show made me feel alive. It gets a five out of five. You see, so juicy. Couldn't... That <laughs> fell off. Uh, and um, I, I, I love Ben kiss up right. you would think because i came up with this rating scale i would have pre-thought this out i i didn't um hammer man is a show you see when you watch it you're filled with glee 
And then I watched it. I felt alive. I'm giving this show a fucking six out of five. You know what I'm saying? Oh. That's a big score. I, lo- I loved it. I thought this was this was spectacular. And you stole my rhyme. Did I? Yeah. You're like no. Askins with the Star Trek thing. It's fine. Uh, you. My name is Hammer, and I'm here to stay that a steel rhymes every day. You can't touch this. More like, uh, Would you mind don't that drink my piss. You're asking me for this episode to rate. Well, here's my review. I think it's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. We're, we're getting better. Shailen, you want to give it another shot? Tiger King, Carol Baskin. Whatever happened to the, to the guy named Bob Baskin? <laughs> Assassinated. Can't you see? Fed to the tigers, all with glee. All right, see? All right, we're doing good. So let's play a game here. We're so fucking white, you guys. I'm just saying. I I got flow. So I love the internet. It's just the the last frontier. You know, there's there's a lot of unknowns out there. And, you know, I spent some time when I was finding Hammerman trying to find some stuff about it and finding some Hammer songs. So I spent a lot of time on YouTube. You can say a lot of things but what you can't say is that people have filters like you go on youtube people write some really fucking weird shit oh yeah right so we're playing a little game called thoughts in here we're putting thoughts in here some thoughts a stream of consciousness i have strong opinions don't vaccinate your children we're putting thoughts in here. Some thoughts. I'm not a crazy man. I have some shit to say. I'm going to come in on YouTube. And a little bit of huh, huh, ba 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 Okay. I only wrote two lines. Um, so here's what we're doing. I looked through a lot of popular songs, and I scrolled the comments on YouTube, and I pulled some. So I'm going to read you three comments about a video. I'm going to give you a multiple choice. See what we can do. Right? So we'll we'll switch back and forth. Six rounds, and I have a seventh bonus round. You ready? I'm ready. Are the thong are the are the, the thongs? Are the songs <laughs> all or the videos? Uh, are they all on a theme or? No, no, no. Oh, Just okay. pop okay. music, popular music, and no, the okay. thong song is not included. You sick fuck. Now, who wants to go first? I'll go. All right. Comment one. I was so amped up, I threw salt in my eyes and attacked the refrigerator. Comment two. <laughs> This my theme when I'm about to fight custody of my kids. Comment three, if I was a principal in high school, I'd pump this over the loudspeaker before exams. Now, did these three people, were they talking about Fight to Survive, which is the, the theme song from Bloodsport? Is it the theme from Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat! Or is this Schools Out by Alice Cooper? I'm going to say Mortal Kombat. Unfortunately... This is Fight to Survive, the, the oh. blood sports song. So no points on that one. Shailen? I'm ready. You're ready. Here you go. Comment one. If this is not played at my funeral, I am not going. Comment two. The whole world when they finally release the coronavirus treatment. Comment three. I was unemployed and almost homeless 18 months ago. Today, I started my new position after a promotion at the greatest job I've ever had. It is possible. Are they talking about Nellie, Hot and Her, Cool in the Gang, Celebration, or Dexie's Midnight Runners, Come on Eileen? Celebration. That is correct. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, Dave, you're up. 
Woohoo. Here we go. These ones are a little long. The answer is Thong Song. There's actually four for this one. There's four for a couple of these because um, there's some rich content in there. So here we go. Number one. This song speak a lot to me right now. My ex didn't realize the real love I had for her. And even though it tore me up when we broke up, what saddens me more is that I know more than likely she's going to live a life of misery and unhappiness, but we can only do so much ourselves. <laughs> that sounds like a threat. Number two. So, what's this username? Insult two two three xxx. I did not pull usernames. I thought about it. Just one thing: what make me come here? Fruity demon paralysis sleep. This next comment involves an acronym MGTOW, which is men getting triggered over women. I'm not entirely sure what it means, but I'm going to say MGTOW a few times here. You are the best MGTOW girl I have ever met. If it had not been for you, I would have been railroaded by the family court for the next 18 years, and my life would have been bullshit for the rest of my life. I'm so glad that women do not want me, and no, I'm not gay. But if that's what you think, I will say that just to get you off my back. I still love women because some of them can be respectful and distant at the same time. MGTOW for life. Peace and long life. MGTOW and prosper. And then the Spock hand symbol is in there. And there's one more, and I'm going to blank a couple things out because the artist's name is mentioned. So forgive me, blank. I only come here when times get hard. Last was getting over an X. Help me get through this fucking Corona, blank. Only got money left for one more month. Now, are all these people talking about Madonna, sex, Fiona Apple, criminal, or Cher, believe? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go, uh, fuck it. I'll go Fiona Apple. The answer is share. I knew it. <laughs> the oh. <answer> is share. <laughs> there's a lot of people. It's life after love. There's a lot of people on that song too, who are like, she used auto tune, but just cause she chose to not cause she needed it. It's really weird. How many share believe defenders there are out there. Huh. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Sit around and wait for you. Back to you. Comment one, they should play this at the beginning of Avengers Endgame with Rocket playing it from Quill Zune. Comment two, worst song for a funeral. Comment three, this is a genius good song. I like it's hard and with lots of power. You don't sleep to this song. Are we talking about Metallica, Enter Sandman, Wings, Live and Let Die, or Poison, Every Rose Has Its Thorn? You don't play it at a funeral. The first one. Metallica and her Sandman? Yeah. You don't sleep to that. <laughs> Incorrect. Wings live and let die. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm feeling okay because I thought that you guys were going to get these super easy. So I feel good that I've What kind of these. lunatics do you think we are? There's a lot of, lot of trolls on the you've, internet. You've, you've abstracted the comments enough to, to make this incredibly difficult. Yeah, I tried to find, I tried to make it like ones that weren't, oh man, this is the best song from James Bond, you know? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here, here we go, Dave. Back to you. This is a four commenter. He never gets credit for his acting. He was so natural. Comment two. The disclaimer at the beginning of this video tells so much about his deep good beliefs. I love, quote unquote, you, blank. Number three. Due to my strong personal convictions, I wish to stress that this is in no way endorses a belief in the occult. Number four. <laughs> if you have awoken yet, 
you will realize that this song is a warning and every word of the lyrics is to be taken literally. Just look at the preface. Are we talking about Michael Jackson, Thriller, R. Kelly, I Believe I Can Fly, or Toby Keith, Bootin' Your Ass? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, (laughs) Acting is good. Let's go. Let's go R. Kelly. Michael Jackson. (laughs) Ah, damn it. There were a surprising amount of supportive comments for Michael Jackson. Like, he's a good guy. And it's just. He didn't mean it. And mind you, these were all comments in the last like two or three months, too. So I was getting the heebie-jeebies a little bit on this. That is very uncomfortable. Those are people who get mad that their kid got raped and talked about it because they ruined the family when they talked about it. Mm -hmm. Thanks for bringing us down, Shailen. You're welcome. You brought it up. Now, Dave, you still have a chance in the bonus round, but Shailen can put the pressure on a little bit more if she gets this one right. I'm ready. Comment one. Darlene, I sit here in absolute shock and wizzled that we really have left each other. Why did I decide to break up? Well, it is because you decided to steal the tablet and also hid my sneakers. (laughs) Why you chose to steal the tablet is beyond me. We both fucked each other up, and for that, I am sorry. I love you, doll. Can you reply when you are not busy having a root, please? In all caps. Number two. For some reason, after I spent 10 months in a mental hospital, I loved this song after leaving. I stopped all eight of my medications playing this song drinking. Later had eight panic attacks in a row because I stopped all medications at once. During my panic attacks, I saw flames and souls screaming. Hard to believe this was 20 years ago now. Blank's band members screwed him over and left his band with Blank. Then Blank crashed his snowmobile, almost dying, screwing up the concerts. And then there's an ellipsis. Number three, the first song you play when you get your driver's license for the first time. Are we talking about Hinder, Lips of an Angel, Rob Zombie, (laughs) Dragula, or Corn, Freak on a Leash? Rob Zombie. That is correct. (laughs) We're talking about Dragula. Here's our bonus round. You can both guess on this one. I haven't decided how the points will work. It will work in a way that I, I deem to be to be fit here. Number one, how can you say that they don't hurt anyone? They chopped of your head, but then they did apparently put it back. So I guess it's okay. Number two, ain't no sunshine when he's gone. Only darkness every day. And it no sunshine when blanks away. He's always on my mind. This is Barbara Donahue. And again, Madonna, Ray of Light, that should be the next song you'll be listening to because I'm not playing it. Everything is going too fast and its world is spinning on the wrong axles. So play Sweet Child of Mine and think about your children. Are they safe at home? Who's guarding them from the unknown? All my love. Uh, There was no punctuation in any of that, by the way. So that was a challenge. Number three. That was one thing? Yes. Oh. Here we go. Hierarchical condition categories? It's nearly impossible to be productive whilst being considered the world's ugliest, most selfish crash test dummy slash punching bag for very long. Check your own mirror, not mine or my rear view. Peer reviews matter. Mattering matters. And I'm not your stepping stone either. By age 47, after much pain and suffering on the part of yours wimpy, my recovery equals uh, blank, which is the song in question here. Because I'm Elizabeth and Emily's great niece and you're not. Are we talking about Vanilla Ice, Ninja Rap, MC Hammer, The Adams Family Rap, or Will Smith, Men in Black? You both can take a guess on this. I, and, and to be fair, 
I'm going to count to three, and I want you both to give me your guess on after I say three. Okay? I'm ready. This is an unbiased process. One, two, three. Vanilla, Vanilla ice. ice. It's the, the biggest softball. It's MC Hammer, the Adams Family rap. That woman's redemption was MC Hammer's Adams Family groove. Ah, wow. So Shailen wins regardless. Yeah. Uh, avoiding me from having to be in a in a in a pinch. So that was a, a rousing round of thoughts in her. We should play that again. That was a good game. Also, I was convinced that that last song was going to be um, John Denver, Sunshine on My Shoulders, because there were two different references to sunshine and headlessness. So listeners won't know this. We, we just took a quick break, but through the power of editing, this will be seamless. When I was outside with the dog, I just had a thought. Is thoughts in her a problematic name? Should I not use that? Because like thoughting is women on the internet acting uh, risque. Is that, is that, I've never is that heard of that. That's not I've how never, I meant I've it. never heard of that. So I think you're okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm into meme culture now. Did, I'm, the, I'm the meme guy. Did Shailen. you make that up? No, it's real. Huh. T-H-O-T. Look it up. Not what I meant. But apparently I'm thinking about it. Onto the mailbag. <laughs> um, I think you provided enough context to know that it's T-H-O-U-G-H-T. That's what I believe in yeah. more than anything. Context. Hi, jerks. Celebrities. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. I don't know. If you could only meet one celebrity before you died, who would it be? For me, the answer is always Reba. Love in Christ, Reba guy, 316. I think that's a really fascinating question. Because through the power of social media, we've we've met all our celebrities. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I need to think about this one a little bit. Is this just someone that it's like, oh man, that person gave me attention? Or is it like, do we befriend them? I think it would have to be a substantial meeting, like a dinner, maybe, or okay. a long car ride. A slice of Zah, at the least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like, a oh, I bumped into you know, Jerry Orbach at Dunkin' Donuts once. Right. <laughs> we, we rubbed hips in the line. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah, rubbed hips. How do, you, how do you stand in line at coffee shops, you freak? <laughs> yeah, incorrectly is the answer. We always use the drive-thru for a reason. Imperfect. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm sort of mulling this over here. It's a good question. So, my gut instinct is that if I'm spending any time with this person, I want them to be someone who has a lot of, like, wacky stories. Okay. So, probably some kind of talk show host or someone, like Conan or someone. I'm going to go Conan O'Brien. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good one. I thought you were going to go classic. (laughs) Greta Garbo. Clark, Clark Gable. He's dead. Shailen, you and I are thinking in the same kind of sphere, but I'm I'm kicking it up a few notches here. I want to meet Guy Fieri because I think <laughs> oh, I think he would have a lot of cool stories. He seems like a very earnest guy who likes making like fucking donkey sauce chicken, and I think that would be a lot of fun. As I'm talking about it, I think it started as a bit, but now I'm very serious about it. That is my answer. Locked in, Guy Fieri. <laughs> I'd want to do, like, I think I'd want to meet, and I'd have to, this would have to be the perfect scenario. It, it would be Chris Pratt, but not um, not Star-Lord Chris Pratt. It would be Chris Pratt from, like, the early years of Parks and Rec. Sure, so like, sure. You know, he's heavier. He's really into fart and poop jokes. We can pal around. It'd be a good time. Mm-hmm. I, just think he'd be, I think he'd be fun to hang out with, unless he's trying to, like, 
preach God to me. No thanks. <laughs> As I say, <laughs> yeah, prior to the conversion. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't want to burst this balloon, Dave, but I heard a story once about Chris Pratt that really turned me off of him. And that's that he wasn't impressed by the Doritos Locos taco. That was, That's an instant disqualification in my book. I, poor, poor taste. Yeah. So it's him or um, anybody else, the uh, the a, an A-lister that I can just um, make poop and fart jokes with. I just sure. like poop and fart jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm. yeah. You think Gal Gadot's not into that? I, she yeah. might be. I don't Bring know. her on, yeah. But she can imagine that. Just pinned her to the wall too. You're up there with fucking asking gal. Did you guys watch the the, the giant Zoom band aid kind of thing uh, on <laughs> over the weekend? All the singers and actors no. getting together. No, no, oh. I I can't. God. I can't. Did it move you to tears? Because I feel like no, it would just make me angry about their self importance. Okay, yes, it's, it's Jennifer Hudson doing like the piano's warming up and she's just going. And then she starts singing Hallelujah. And I'm like, motherfucker, I can't stand another cover of this. I don't care (laughs) if the entire world, you know, all the music is just blotted out. We haven't heard it for a hundred years. And that's the first song that ever plays after that. I'm turning it immediately off. I fucking hate covers of that song. So first of all, thank you, Reba guy. Uh, Hit us up. Email at watchbotspod.com. And go Reba. (laughs) I... Don't want to get down a rabbit hole here because I think I'm going to come off very curmudgeonly. I, on the one hand, I want you a- appreciate to. these kinds of gestures, right? Like mm-hmm. the world, we're, we're a world that's really built on entertainment at this point, for better or for worse. So mm-hmm. that, you know, these folks are coming together and trying to do something, whether or not it's good and it's not, their heart, heart's <laughs> in the right place. But when I watch TV or I watch a movie, I want. I don't want to be transported there. I'm not a fucking lunatic, but it's like, okay, Saturday Night Live now, it sucks. But you could see like they've built sets and there's a, there's a level of effort to it. I don't want to watch Saturday Night Live done over fucking Zoom. You know what I mean? Like, why would I watch people doing a Zoom meeting and like trying to do sketch comedy or this fucking, yeah. there was the Disney sing along, the thing that you talked about, Dave. It's like, okay, people in 16 like Brady Bunch windows singing songs, like just. Like- Fucking put a bullet in me. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Matthew McConaughey's office with his old ass printer in the background, and that's a thing I actually <laughs> saw. It's just like his giant white dot matrix fucking printer. That's very relatable, though. Yeah, yeah. I just man the people. I'm changing my mailbag answer to McConaughey so we could talk about when he was in Unsolved Mysteries and he had to play the guy that got killed <laughs> by the guy the who kept he, he got shot in the <laughs> gut by the guy who kept showing his dick. He was just yeah. mowing his lawn. Uh, yeah, mowing the neighbor's lawn yeah, for money, metaphorically. I will say that a lot of the like recent song recordings from various groups I've actually been like kind of into because it's like super multi-track recording mm-hmm. on like a low budget and I find that like interesting and kind of a cool way to explore the medium but I feel like that could have happened regardless of pandemic so, and it's not like celebrities jerking off doing it it's like people who are talented musically First of all if it was celebrities jerking off doing it I would watch but um <laughs> Have you seen like bad music recordings done over Zoom? Because there's obviously a lag. So like, you know, the drum is like a half second ahead and it's like, oh man, this is, yes, this is a nightmare. So I have a special affection for bands and groups that are terrible, but oh my God, they love it so much. So much so that I have attended more than one concert with my dad at like church buildings where it's like a band where it's like, oh, 
I want to leave. This is an assault on my ears, but holy shit, these people are so into it. I can't leave. It's so like, I love when people are the uh, hammer time of of bands. Yes. Fair enough. enough. I love when people just fully commit to something regardless of a lack of talent in it. And it doesn't matter if like music tends to be the one that I like Mm -hmm. the best, but there's other spots of bands. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, I think that'll bring our, our music day to a close here. We hit the high point with Hammerman and we hit the low point with people expecting me to watch a fucking Zoom meeting on NBC while Matthew McConaughey sings about Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. Anyway. There were there were four four guys. They were all together in the same room. I said, Is did this band quarantine themselves? Like I think <laughs> or did they get together and they break in quarantine? Either way, it's it's a it's a it's a sad thought. How and else like, are you gonna be productive as a band? Like get that recording sesh going. Everybody quarantined. We're going to go on like this because I'm going to say those dudes from that thing you do get back together. And I didn't give a shit that they got back together because I turned on the Zoom thing and I went, oh, my God, they're all so old. And then I turned it right back off. (laughs) Because nobody looks good on Zoom. I don't care how glamorous you are. You're a Gal Gadot and you're out there, but you you don't have the lighting. It's It's bad. It's a great equalizer. It's ruining celebrity. It is ruining celebrity. We're all going to be on the same plane soon. So you can meet whoever you want, Dave. It's like Margot Robbie looks fantastic in uh, on her Zoom call, but then behind her, there's that dot matrix printer, and you just realize, <laughs> oh my gosh, she's just like one of us. And like in the background, she's playing the time that she was in that David Blaine special, and it's like, wait a minute, why is she doing fucking magic? You're, <laughs> you're in the Wolf of Wall Street, for Christ's sake. But anyway, um, so I think I think that's going to do it here. Any any other well-meaning celebrities you guys want to take shots at while we're on the topic? I just hope that MC Hammer comes out with a new song that he releases from a Zoom recording. Sure. I would be delighted. The way that I was delighted by this cartoon as a child. All right, all right, all right. Dave? I was very happy talking about Hammer Time, and now we've gone back to talking about quarantine, and I'm sad again. So mm-hmm. That's the circle of go. life, which I heard... Uh, Nathan Lane sing on Zoom this week. <laughs> uh, one you of the could... female voice actors from uh, from Hammerman yeah. is featured as the female accompaniment to Elton John's version of Circle of Life. Full circle. Of life. You can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Jiffy, uh, on SoundCloud, on Zoom at WatchBots Pod. Please subscribe, rate, and review on, on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or Zoom. For Dave and Shalen, this has been. Thank you for listening to a, another tight, tight episode of WatchBots. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, keep fucking living life out there. And what else? Should we, should we wrap to close? Do you want to do a, a hammer thing? What do you guys want? I don't, I don't have... I already it. wrapped. Give uh, us a five star review we'll thank you a lot um thanks for listening to Watchbots. it rhymes too well how about thanks for listening to another episode when people in quarantine make that bread dough you know you add yeast and that shit rise um margot robbie appeared in the david blaine special <laughs> give us five stars <laughs> or we'll knock down your fucking bridge. Goodbye!